G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 20. I am John Barker. Joining me this week, Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Dan, the undoubted highlight of the weekend should be Golden Slipper Day, five group ones, but uh, the question on everybody's lips is, how wet is it going to be? Hey, Barks, yeah, look, doesn't forecast at the moment doesn't look... Um too flash hot and they're talking about contingency plans of possibly running the meeting on the Monday or the Wednesday. So, of course, they're yet, but um, it's obviously such put a put a blight on such a wonderful day's racing. It's um, always a hard golden slipper day in Sydney and no different this year, but the rain obviously, um, as, it, as, it, as it's Normally does at this time of the year in Sydney. Um, read its ugly head. So hopefully we can, um, they can get through the card on Saturday, and the, and the track isn't um, all that damp. But it, looking at the weather forecast, it, it looks pretty likely we'll be on a heavy nine, heavy ten at least um, if they do go ahead with the meeting on Saturday. Yeah, look, I would uh, if I was a betting man, which obviously I uh, am by definition. Uh, I would have to say it's uh, most unlikely to go ahead. Um, you know, I, when I wrote uh, the yarn for page three of Best Bets this week, uh, I noted that there was uh, some, you know, anything up to between 25 and 75 mils were forecast between uh, Wednesday and Saturday. At that stage, it was a soft six. Well, it's a heavy eight now, and the forecast now between Thursday and Saturday is between 110 and 220. 220 mils is nine inches. So, uh, you know, you, you could you'd worry about a really good draining course like Flemington being able to run with that amount of rain. Uh, so, Rose Hill, I'm not so, so sure. But, look, uh, we've, we'll go through the card for you, um, whether it's to be run on Saturday, Monday or Wednesday. Um, I'm sure they'll get, it, they'll, they'll get it run at some time, but uh, the caveat being, I guess, that... Uh, we're assuming it's going to be on a very wet track, and uh, you know maybe it won't be if it's uh, if it's postponed. But um, with all that aside, there's uh, still nine group uh, races to talk about. And the first of those is race one, Irresistible Pools and Spars Derby Munro Stakes, 1200 metre listed race for the three-year-olds at set weights and penalties. I'm going to be with the exciting Brisbane filly Isotope. She um, resumes here for a bit of a freshen up. Uh, last seen. The Magic Millions three-year-old Guineas race, and look, she went around a sort of even money favourite there, and Ryan Maloney was dislodged, and um, a few tickets went up in flames that day. So, look, she's a form prior. The two wins at Brisbane in the Gold Edition and the, the Mode Plate, both listed races, were two of the the better uh, wins by three-year-old I've seen seen in Brisbane in the last uh, few years, in recent memory, anyway. Uh, she's clearly a talent. Never seen a heavy track before. She's got the two wins on two. Two wins on her two uh, goes on soft tracks, though. So she can uh, handle the wet somewhat. We just obviously don't know how wet it'll be whenever they run the meeting. So uh, I'm going to be with the five on top, Isotope. The one in next, Prague, I thought he was excellent in the new market. He was the first horse uh, home in the outside, sort of towards the, the fence closest to the grandstand. Um, he, this looks a nice race for him back in grade. The nine, Andermatt, very talented three-year-old Stitzel Colt. Excellent on the heavy track first up. And I thought it was pretty good behind Wild Ruler last start. No knock 
third to that horse. And in for fourth, I got the four private eye. Well placed last prep, winning four of four. Five, one, nine and four. Okay, well, in Joel's absence, uh, I have had a stab at uh, Rose Hill this week. Uh, let the buyer beware, obviously. And another thing to beware of is that uh, I've really gone for the mudlarks. So if this meeting does get postponed and run next Wednesday on a good three, then uh, you can completely tear my tips up. Maybe do that anyway. But uh, Doubtland is my selection. The mudlark with three starts on wet tracks for three wins to beat Andermatt, Private Eye and Isotope. Isotope 2, 9, 4 and 5. Race two at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. N.E. Mannion Cup. A couple have come out since we went to press here. 10 Yonkers and 13 Mohican Heights. This is a good three quality handicap over 2,400. I like the five. Collide, the um, six-year-old Frankel Entire, um, was resuming first up and was third behind Mount Popa and Sacramento. He finished second in that race and was three and a half lengths away from um, those horses. But sitting here, he was first up over 2,000 metres. I thought it was a pretty pleasing Australian debut. Up to the 2,400 metres will certainly suit him. And he, he ticks the wet track box. He's won four of six on soft tracks in Europe. Um, I think he can turn the tables on Sacramento just up to up, up in trip. Um, no knock on, on that aforementioned horse. He, he won three in a row before going down to a pretty handy one in Mount... Popa, I think we'll go close in the Mornington Cup. Those are clearly the two. Got the 11 favourite Moon, um, bit of a travelling companion for Adib. He can, his better forms over a little bit further than this, but it's a suitable starting point for him, 2,400 metres, considering his first start for about six months. And in for fourth, I have the 12 Realm of Flowers. Pretty keen on the five, though. 5, 4, 11, 12. Went for another mudlark here in Dadu's start. Two starts on heavy for two wins to be quick thinker. Uh, Yonkers, who's out. Uh, so I'll go uh, Quick Thinker, Collide, and Sacramento, 7, 2, 5, and 4. Race 3 at Rose Hill on Saturday. TAB birthday card stakes, 1,200-metre group 3 quality handicap. Daniel. Yeah, the favourite, uh, Tayer is going to head to the um, Galaxy later in the day. So, um, that mare's scratch from this, which puts the 4 on top for me, Written Beauty. Can bounce back, I think, from the challenge stakes. Um, look, a few gave him a pretty big chance in that race, and she she went around a $3.10 second favourite behind Nature Strip, but um, she got into a bit of trouble sort of back in the field there and never really came on um, in that race. The Sort of the first two out were the first two home, and they beat the rest quite comfortably, Nature Strip and Eduardo. But a um, bit of excuses for the sort of the back markers there and worth forgiving the margin. Um, her wet track form, she's won one race on a soft track and placed on a heavy track those two wet track starts. So um, handle it, uh, seems to handle the, the affected going just fine. So she's on top for me, the four. The six in next-gen rules, uh, like the return in the Winona girl, um, this is not a whole lot harder. She's a She generally improves second up um, as well. And I did like the way she was trialling before the first up run. The 13, Emanate, um, was good at a first try at stakes level last start. And in the in for fourth, I got the eight way up in the sky. Uh, she's a very good horse, second up. And some of her form um, throughout her previous preparations, whilst having won all of them, she's been she's generally around the marker in, in, um, in, in some better company. And I think she can certainly figure in here and figure in this on her best form. Four, six, 13, eight. 
Uh, Volpine for me, uh, who also has the heavy track form, uh, including uh, close second to Andermatt, good chance in the first couple of starts ago to beat. Written Beauty emanate in every rose, 2 4 13 3. Race 4 at Rose Hill on Saturday is uh, the a small but select field for the Group 1 Ranvet Stakes 2000 metre. Standard weight for age, worth 700,000. A day been very elegant last year and expected to fight it out this year, Daniel. A real match race. That's right. Um, Dave was first up into this off a similar break last year. Uh, contested the same race, the Champion Stakes, in 2019. Ran second in that, then came over to Australia. First up in the Randvit and uh, beat very elegant by half a length before going on to the Queen Elizabeth and winning that as well. Um, doing a bit more, much more dominant fashion than the Randvit, and she did that, and he did that on a heavy eight. So, obviously, excellent form. He won the champion stakes this time around, and now is first up in the Randvit again. Um, look, it, it, you can really toss a coin between these two. I'm going to put the four very elegant on top, just with that little bit of match fitness, the race fitness on her side. She's trending the right way, this preparation. She was very good in a, an outstanding addition of the Chipping Norton. Her toughness came to the fore there, a bit of a, a five-way go, and, and she got the head down at the right time. Um, look, it, it's you can't say either of those with any confidence against each other, but I'm going to put the four on top of the one. The two, Master of Wine, he's no slouch. She might be a little bit of a forgotten horse in this. I think he was to, to win. It wouldn't be a massive shock. It'd probably be a little bit of one, but um, I thought the first up run was pretty good in the Chipping Norton. He sort of got settled last. It was last on the turn, and he was make, taking ground off the sort of t- the top five in the Chipping Norton. He ran onto six and beaten two, 2.3 lengths by very elegant. So, up in trip, he can certainly uh, improve. And then a bit of a take your pick for fourth. I put the five, Matoya, in four, one, two, five. Yeah, I went with a day to do it again. Uh, other than that, same as you, one, four, two, five. Race five, Moanga is my selection for the Sky Racing Rose Hill Guineas and yours indeed. 2,000 metres does look a bit of a standout. Group one set weights for three-year-olds worth 600,000. Sure does. He sort of was blocked at a key stage in the straight in the... Uh, and the Randwick Guineas and the winner Lions Raw was able to uh, sort of get get all the momentum down the outside and, and win impressively. Take nothing away from the winner. Uh, I just thought Moango with a little bit more luck would have been interesting. Interesting to see um, how the result would have if the result would have been any different. He certainly would have got much closer. I think he can turn the tables. Moango, he's on top. Lions Raw, as I said, take nothing away from his Randwick Guineas win. It was excellent, um, considering he, I think most probably thought he was. Might be ready to peak in this race, third up over 2,000 metres. Uh, he's obviously just a group one place getter behind Montefilia in the spring over this trip. Um, so they're, they're, they're the, the two. I think Wheelhouse, the four, has to be included into your exotics and multiples. Uh, I thought it was a sneaky good run in that round with Guineas. It was fourth and sort of two lengths off the winner, but he sat wide throughout there. It was a, it was a tough effort to sort of keep coming. And in for fourth, I have the 11, Montefilia. Four, sorry, three, one, four, and 11. And exact same four for me. Race six at Rose Hill is the first leg of the quaddie. It is the agency, George Ryder Stakes. It is another group one. Uh, standard weight for age, 1,500 metres, worth $1 million. And uh, it is no surprise to see the dry tracker Arcadia Queen has come out since we went to press. Yeah, not much separating my sort of top three selections here. I'm, I'm going to go with the the bottom down the bottom of the eleven fun star. Um, 
She went around a big price. Sort of had a chance in the Apollo first up. Uh, sort of well held there. Well, did finish fourth of eight, but um, Colette very elegant. Sort of had, had her measure. But the Chipping Norton last start, she was she was outstanding. She um, she gave it her all and was only just beaten by those two horses I mentioned. Um, obviously, both good wet trackers. Fun stars, pretty handy on the wet track herself, though. She had four heavy, heavy attempts for two wins and a second and three wins on a soft track. So um, third up here, third up, she was last preparation. She was a close second to Probabil in the Epsom. Um, nice race, I think, for Funstar. And hoping she can get the, get the job done. I think Colding and Avilius are certainly the two main dangers. They're both... Um, Colding obviously got his rock-hard fit fourth up now. And Avilius was excellent in, one of the, in that chipping Norton I've mentioned. In for fourth, Gem Song with the uh, scratching of Acadia Queen. So I've got 11 to beat one, two and five. Avilius for me to beat Junipal, Cascadian and Dreamforce, two, nine, six and three. The big one at Rose Hill on Saturday, or whenever, is race seven, Longines Golden Slipper, 1,200 metre group one set weights, for two year olds and uh, it is worth three and a half million. I'm going to go with the market in my first two selections, Profiteer and Stay Inside. They look hard to go by, I thought. I thought Profiteer and the Todman was... Um, was excellent considering he was throwing the head around in the race and obviously overdoing it throughout. Only grabbed late Barnamo, had the, the gun run. Stay inside, was back and forth in that same race. Um, he was sort of caught up in a little bit of traffic and uh, didn't get clear till late. And once once was out, was really good <clears throat> into fourth. Um, he'll, he'll appreciate the wet track. Uh, Profiteers had the one start on a soft five and was far too good in that English Millennium race. So... Um, Probably more of a query on Profiteer on a wet track than Stay Inside, who um, got through a soft seven and one by four lengths in the two starts back. But yeah, they're going to be my main two plays. I think the Tano president's worth a, a couple each way. Um, he's he's been excellent leading all the way and extending when asked for an effort late in the piece. And his two wins as preparation have been um, quite good, albeit in, in weaker races, both of which have been on affected ground. So I think he's over the odds. And then for fourth, we got the six home affairs. He stuck on better than I thought he would in the Todman. He did have a nice run in transit, but um, I thought it sort of as the race went on, the better horses were sort of kick clear, but he stuck on really well. I thought it was a pleasing effort of considering it was his first go at 1,200 metres and um, draws uh, has drawn nicely here in two. Two, eight, ten, and six. Yeah, look, I thought that um, the favourites were short enough given that uh, it's got to be a massive unknown. Uh, I guess, depending, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that they are going to be running on a very wet track. And I thought that uh, I went for a filly who has um, who has won on heavy, albeit just in handicap company, and that's uh, four moves ahead, number 13. Uh, has barrier 10, uh, as I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets. This week, the past five Golden Slippers to have been run on wet tracks have been won by two-year-olds jumping from double figure. Barriers, and uh, I thought uh, four moves ahead, certainly after the barrier draw, was very good value at around about $9. Uh, might, I think she is a bit shorter now. I've got O President, Home Affairs and Profiteer for the Miners, 13, 10, 6 and 2. Last of the good group ones at Rose Hill at this Golden Slipper meeting is Race 8, Bisley Workwear Galaxy, 1,100-metre Group 1 Handicap. With the 11 wild ruler, I've um, long been a fan of this Colt. He's, he did all he had to do first up in the fireball, went around a $1.75 favourite. He justified the price. He 
set up on the speed, given a nice ride um, outside the leader from James McDonald, and um, look, he was pretty, did it pretty easily on the line. His only foray, or he's, he's had two runs at, at Group One level. He was excellent in the Coolmore Stud, finishing third last spring. Um, had excuses when finishing midfield in the JJ Atkins um, in the winter. He's measured up in everything he's been running. Good second up form. The query is the wet track. He hasn't seen a heavy track before, but uh, I think he's a, a super talent. And down on 52 kilos with the gun jockey on board. Um, ticks a lot of boxes for me, the 11 wild ruler. The one Eduardo in next, um, some sort of winter, sort of overhaul nature strip there. At the end, he would, 50 metres out, I thought nature strip had it, but he, he dug deep Eduardo and was able to get the bob in at the right time. Uh, those, those two, as I mentioned earlier, they cleared, off, cleared out on the rest there. Um, he, he gets through the effect of going. There's no problem with him. He's won, he's won four races from five starts on softer, heavy tracks. Fabagino in the third. Um, race, been raced exclusively. She's been raced exclusively down the straight at Flemington. Now in the new stable, she's um, had a look at the clockwise way of going in a recent trial on, on Monday and uh, was a pretty dominant winner on the heavy track there. So that's obviously good for this. And I've got the four in next, Hortbury on her. Um, She's a ripping mare, goes well first up, and has been trialling exceptionally in readiness for this. I think she can take the next step, this preparation. Very competitive contest, but I like the 11 on top of one, three, and four. Eduardo Fomitovic, Splintex, Hope Beyond Her, and Jungle Edge, one, eight, four, five. Finally at Rose Hill, race nine, is the Roadwork Solutions Epona Stakes. Uh, it's over 1,900 metres for fillies and mares at Group 3 level, set weights and penalties. Polly Gray on top for me, and pretty keen on this mare. Third up, up to a a, a suitable distance. She relishes the affected going. It's clearly a bread, bread and butter. All six of her wins have been on uh, affected ground. She was good last week. Oh, sorry, good last start a fortnight ago in a Group Three on on dry on a dry track. She um, stuck on pretty well considering she was caught wide much of the way. Um, might be might be likely these wider draws. She's drawn seventeen here, and it might be likely these wider draws might um, might be a good thing later in the day if they do run on the Saturday. So Polly Gray on top for me, pretty keen on her. The six in next Rondonella, I think her two runs this preparation have been better than they look on paper. She's going to appreciate the rise and trip. In for four, in for third, I got the seven. She's ideal, and uh, the ten in for fourth out back diva five, six, seven, ten. Uh, she's ideal for me to be Polly Gray, Outback Diva, and Maha Shakti. That is 7, 5, 10, and 14. That wraps up a big card at Rose Hill. Whenever it's going to be run, my best race, 5, number 3, Moanga. Value bet race, 7, number 13, 4 moves ahead. Daniel's best race, 2, number 5, Collide. Value bet race, 9, number 5, Polly Gray. Well, if that doesn't go ahead this weekend, we do have some Group 1 action and that is at the Valley on Friday night, last of the night meetings there. And the big one is race seven. It is the Keogh Holmes William Reed Stakes over 1,200 metres. Daniel, it's standard weight for age worth 500,000. Yeah, this is a ripping contest. Um, I could go either way in this. There was a, <coughs> many, um, quite a while spent on the form for this race. So I've ended up leading the way of the sixth Mask Crusader. It was a little disappointing for punters, a little very disappointing for punters last campaign. He was beaten as a even money favourite in all three starts. There are excuses there. However, this time around, he's come back in ripping order. It was a 
dominant win on a soft seven first up. Uh, and then last start, first go at group one level in the Canterbury Stakes, he sort of missed the kicker by about a, by about a length and a half and was on the back foot early, so a little bit further back than he's used than he would have liked. Um, he was very impressive late there to run into third behind a couple of informed mares and Savatiano and Mizzy. Now third up, we'll need a touch of luck on the turn from barrier two, expecting him to settle around midfield. They'll go quick in front. And if he gets that luck at the right time, he'll, he'll be exploding late and he'll take some um, holding out. It's three for three at 1,200 metres. Um, and yeah, I think he's worth an each way bet in this six March Crusader. We're having a little bit of a saver on 12 and 13, Portland Sky and September Run. Um, September Run will be getting back and launching off a, a likely hot speed, while Portland Sky is drawn well in barrier one again. He probably won't lead with Ancestry and Pippi likely to take up the running, um, but he'll sit just off the leading pair. And like, like Mask Crusade, will just need a little bit of luck on the turn. I think he's clearly flying. He's had a month between runs. He's had a nice trial since as well. Uh, the, the, the last start, Oakley played victory. Um, and yeah, I think he's worth a bet in this as well. Uh, other than that, uh, as well as the main pick, the six Mask Crusade, I've got on top of 12, 13 and five. All righty, just quickly talk us through the two black type support races. Starting with race four, it is the Dynamic Prince Group, Alexandra Stakes, 1,600 metres for three-year-old fillies at set weights and penalties of group three. Yeah, under the set weights and penalties <coughs> conditions of the race, I think the one, Chica Fuerte, is uh, near enough to a good thing. She went past personnel in the, personnel in the CUNY last start and, and just missed Starrell there. She had a good run in transit, but it was a, a good effort. She's back in grade. Um, as I said, she's well-weighted against this field, which is a pretty ordinary Group 3 field. Uh, and I think with even luck in running, she'll be terribly hard to beat. The one, Chica Fuerte, happy to take a dollar ninety about her. The four and next, Love Sensation. She's back from a Group 1 in the surround in Sydney, and she made some ground there without threatening. She was sort of trailing forbidden love in running. That horse um, got away from her. But she, look, I thought the run was pretty, pretty good, considering it was a... Um, a Group 1 race in Sydney. The three, Drone Strike, um, is well up in grade. She's well up in grade here, but she has upside. And in for fourth over the six, Miss Guggenheim. One, four, three, and six. And race six at the Valley on Friday night is Seamus Mills, Bloodstock, Sunline Stakes, 1,600 for fillies and mares at Group 2 level, wait for age. I'm going to give another go to the seven, Quantum Mechanic, who gave um, a big chance in the in the Group 3 last start. Wasn't able to reel in Sovereign Award, who was well-ridden uh, well ridden out in front last start. But she was strong to the line running in the second. She just doesn't know how to run poorly, this mare. Um, and as I said on the preview podcast on before our last start, I think she's got a good race, certainly in her this preparation, and hoping this can be it. Uh, the stablemate Ocean X in next. Um, not, a, not opposed to running a good race fresh. We know we'll see probably the best of, it, best of her over further, but... She's got a win on the board at 1,600 metres. She enjoys racing here, and um, she certainly has to be considered. Four, Scarlet Dream, and the one, Spanish Reef, in for third and fourth. But on, on the seven, seven, two, four, one. Mornington is the venue for Melbourne Metro Racing on Saturday, and there are two black-type races at Mornington, uh, one of which sees your best of the day, Daniel, and that's race seven, the Ned's Mornington Cup. Listed handicap over 2,400 worth 350,000. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't see your best of the day, does it? Or does it? No, one of your yeah, best of the day. Best. 
he's my best of the and day. Pretty, and pretty keen on the seven barks, Mount Popra. I, um, as I said, he was very pretty impressive winning the listed race last start, beating Sacramento. Uh, of course, he'd be in terrific form, winning three on the row, three in a row pr- prior to that. He's such a consistent horse. Popra at fourteen starts, thirteen minor. Sorry, he's, at fourteen start, he's won four and a nine minor places. So he's th- finished top three in 13 or 14 starts. He's a very progressive gelding. He's only lightly raced, certainly at the 14 starts. He's a six-year-old. And um, I think he's well-placed in this. <clears throat> he's got better races in store. So the seven on top, we've got the three in next to Fibrillate. Just seldom runs portly. Up up from a listed race at the Group 1 Australian Cup last start, and um, he was strong late there. The six non-conformists also lined up in that Australian Cup, and... Uh, not much really went right. He sort of was midfield and was wide, four uh, wide, no cover throughout, and just entitled to tire as he did. So he can improve back in grade. And in for four, we've got the two, Chapada. Seven to beat three, six, two. The other black type race at Mornington is race eight, the Ned's Hariba Stakes. And this is a 1,200 metre listed handicap worth $200,000. And we see your value bet come up here. Uh, yep, I got the three on tops. A uh, serious suspect who uh, was targeting the new market first up, off a bit of a freshen up, and I think he held his own there. Uh, he was seventh in the field. He he sort of more or less held his ground, sitting um, closer to the the rail, closer to the grandstand there. And look, I thought it was a, a pretty decent run against some uh, top line horses. He's it was his first go at Group One level. Um, off that run, he can certainly race well in a race of this depth. Um, he's had the one go at Mornington and one here. He's won eight times at this trip and he's drawn ideally in barrier six. So I think he's worth an each way bet. The one ancestry will, look, he'll certainly be hard to catch if here. There's, there's, they've obviously had the um, William Reed in mind, which he's down to running as well on the Friday. But if here, it'll certainly be hard to catch from barrier one. His win at Mooney Valley last start was excellent. Four Brooklyn Hustle and eight Hightail, I think so an each way chance as well. Um, for freshen up, he's been trialing pretty or jumping out pretty well at Flemington. Three, one, four, eight. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn Hustle for me, probably despite the uh, uh, despite the slight distance out there from serious suspect ancestry of here and Labour Rod four, three, one, and eleven. Don't think I gave my tips for the uh, Mornington Cup, but I was in agreement with Daniel about Mount Popa. Seven to beat Chapada, Defibrillate, and Aussie Nugget. Seven, two, three, and 11. Mount Popper was my best on the card. My value bet comes up earlier. Race five, number eight, the Tasmanian War Correspondent. Daniel's best was race, uh, sorry, value bet was race eight, number three, Serious Suspect. And from Western Australia comes your best bet. Daniel, race six, number two, Dom to Shoot. Yeah, he was a bit keen in the Australian Guineas last start and, look, was a bit flat to the eye, but he, he did a bit wrong in the run. The, the run prior in that haze was um, excellent considering he got shuffled back in the field and sort of had to make two runs in the race and <clears throat> but he was hitting the line nicely. So a repeat of that effort would see him going close in this. He'll um, he get back in the field and from barrier 11 and if he gets cover and has the last crack at him, he'll certainly take some holding out back in grade, Dom to shoot. Um, so he's, I think it's a good consolation prize for him this race. So, yeah, the two, race six, number two, my best on the card, Bucks. Okay, they're racing at the, on the parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. 
And your best comes up in race seven, and I speak of Leon McDonald and Andrew Glasses. Number six, Midnight Storm. Yeah, this horse is certainly knocking on the door. Uh, he's had three starts as preparation. All three um, runs have been – he's finished second in those. He's maps to get the run of the race here, I think. If he can just hold that form and get out the right time, I think this is um, – this will finally be the, the day he breaks through this preparation um, midnight storm. So uh, on a tough day, I thought at Morphville Parks, he's my best race seven, number six. In terms of a value, I'm going with one of the Victorian visitors, Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace trained Vapid, the 12. He's had a little bit of support throughout the week. Uh, I think he's got a bit of upside, uh, this, this mare. She's only at the 10 starts, but and look, there's been times where she's probably had her chance to win, but um, the, her, 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 her wins in the past have been, have been pretty impressive. The, the maiden win at Stall last start was very good, beating Fontaine Diamond. In this preparation, she just had, really hasn't had much luck at a key stage. It was excellent behind Just Stella at Kilmore. That also came out next start and won at Mooney Valley. So the former Rando reads pretty good. I think they, they placed her well in this. She's on 55 kilos after the, the apprentice claim. Um, I think she can add another win to a tally. It's certainly be a deserved win if she can break through. Race nine, number 12, Vapid. All righty. They are racing at Eagle Farm in Brisbane where they've also had a fair bit of rain on Saturday. What have you found for us there? Yeah, drains very well, Eagle Farm. <clears throat> Probably better to run the slipper meeting. We know we'd definitely get a, a meeting in if they were at Eagle Farm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at a soft five sort of thing. Um, soft five on Saturday. That's how well they drain there at Eagle Farm. In any case, I've gone to the last one, best bet. The Chris Waller trained word for word. She's a mare that hasn't won for some time, about 200 days, and she's, she's um, she runs well more often than not. She's only the three wins from 26 starts, but she's got nine, 12 further minor placings as well. Uh, she's well, well in at the set weights, penalties, conditions of the race uh, with 57 kilos and um, has been supported throughout the week, word for word. So I'm going to make her my best in the last race nine, number 11. The value comes up in race six, another Waller train runner. This one's a progeny of deep impactful who promised a little bit early on um, one second start and then placed at, a th at his third. But since then, hasn't really done much at all. This preparation... Well, he's not really poorly. He's he was first up over nine hundred meters. He didn't get much luck there, and was strong for the line when he when he did get out behind California Longbow in a, at a Canterbury night race, and then sat close to last start at, the, at second up at Canterbury, and had his chance again. Again, wasn't beaten far. Um, disappointed last start, um, third up, but finds a weaker race here. We've talked about on this uh, podcast before. When Chris Waller brings him up from Sydney to to his Gold Coast stable, well, they generally hit form pretty early and with 54 kilos on the minimum, I think um, he's a good each way bet at about $11. So um, hasn't been in form for some time, but he's certainly not going as poorly as, as the form guide might suggest. So race six, number 10, impactful. All right. In Perth, once again, they are racing at Ascot and there's three black type races on the program. Starting in race four, it is the Amelia Park Perth Stakes for two-year-old Colts and Geldings, a listed race. BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, likes number one export man to beat four featherweight 
three, Storm Whisper, and two, He's Cold. Race six is the Seacorp Grandstand Cup, listed race over 1,500, and uh, looks a fairly wide open affair to uh, three equal favourites uh, at around about 440, the top three. But uh, BJ is with number three, Deep Deep, to beat two, Sam is Dat, and one, Western Temple, with 10, Serenity Bay. He's got in for fourth, and the last of the black type at Ascot on Saturday is race eight. Furphy, Jim Crack Stakes, group three for two-year-old fillies over 1,100 metres, and BJ's best comes up in this race. Uh, despite a change of jockey and a wide gate, he was very impressed with the debut of number 10, Pat Scott Sass, to beat uh, seven, Hoi An, uh, two, Policieri, and four, Liwa. And his value bet comes up in the last race nine, number 13, at a good each-way price. And that is unreliable. The horse's name is unreliable, not necessarily the trip, the tip. Um, with Joel enjoying a well-earned holiday, mind you, having done a production day without Joel, I feel like I need a holiday. Um, but uh, well, there's no point in us pretending we know what's going to happen in New Zealand. So uh, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast and takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, and that is the Lazy Lobsters. Yes, the Lazy Lobsters, and I uh, broke a long-standing drought last week with Ancestry. It wasn't quite enough for us to show an overall profit, but it was a step in the right direction. And uh, with that in mind, attempting to move ahead, I will try to move ahead by going four moves ahead in the Golden Slipper whenever it is run, provided it is run on a heavy track. If it is not on a heavy track, this bet does not stand. Four <laughs> moves ahead. Oh, look, I'm, I am going to go each way. They're a little bit soft. Our guest lobster this week, and look, we got burnt by September run, who never looked like winning uh, in the new market two weeks ago. But uh, Ollie Langford, our guest lobster this week, likes the chances of September run back at Wait for Age in the William Reed on Friday night. Where are you going to go, Daniel? I'm going to go Mornington. I think he's clearly the class of the field there, Dom to shoot in the in the Guineas and. Um, I think it'll be hard to hold out in that race. Pretty backable price as well. So race six, Mornington, number two, Dom to shoot, my 20. All right. Well, that wraps up the preview podcast for this weekend. Uh, leaving us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Friday's in shops. Thursday, it is online right now as we speak to you. And uh, it's got all the form for Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and possibly Monday, Wednesday, whenever they run the Golden Slipper. But uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, we hope that uh, you have a great weekend, back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.